Praise the Lord. I'm Pastor Curtis Hutchinson. I'm glad you've joined us in our Romans teaching. Uh, This is part four, and uh, we are looking at chapter one, and we will kind of back start with verse three. Uh, I encourage you to tune in. Uh, to or avail yourself rather to my YouTube channel, Curtis Hutchinson 316, for many gospel messages uh, being uploaded there. This Romans teaching, there's a Galatians teaching that we're also involved in presently uh, that goes on live every Friday morning on my Facebook page, Pastor Curtis, and our website, The Crossway Church. Uh, tune in live if you can or later uh, watch from the website, The Crossway Church, or catch it in the archives as well on my YouTube channel, Curtis Hutchinson 316. And uh, we're just excited to be able to be sharing uh, God's Word. Uh, In truth to you, it's very important that you understand that the Holy Spirit desires to teach us the truth of God's Word so that when we receive and believe God's Word as it is in truth, that means pertaining to Christ and what He did for us at Calvary, then the Holy Spirit can then work that truth into our hearts effectually. 1 Thessalonians 2.13 reveals that. And it's very important also, and I like to always give some good concrete foundation before we get into a teaching or a preaching message, and that is this that we must understand the Scriptures have to be seen, first of all, through Jesus and what He did at Calvary for our faith to be legitimate that we say is in the Word of God. It must first be through the blood. Then the Holy Spirit can teach us the truth. If our faith is not in the cross of Christ, my friends, then the truth is going to be distorted to us. We're seeing it in a context that it does not exist. And so we must see everything through the eyes that we were given in our born-again experience, the blood of Jesus. And I just always need to make sure we understand that because without faith in the cross, we're not going to understand the Scripture. We're not going to be able to walk in what we don't understand, at least to some degree. And God told the prophet Jeremiah to tell us, his people, that if any man is going to boast, let him boast in that he knows and understands me. The only understanding we have of the Scriptures, Luke 24, 44 through 46, comes through the revelation of Christ. Christ and what he would do on the cross for us. Hallelujah. So this morning we're in Romans chapter 1. We'll back up to verse 3 and dig our way through verse 4 hopefully this morning. Concerning his son Jesus Christ our Lord, which was made of the seed of David according to the flesh. And last week we talked a little bit about that, that Jesus had to be of that lineage. He had to be of the lineage of David, according to the fleshly lineage of David, he had to come. There were scriptures, and we gave those last week. I pray if you missed those, you'd go back and avail yourself to uh, that playlist on my page, uh, this Romans teaching that will show that. But also there's another scripture that you and I must be aware of, which is in 1 John Chapter 4, verse 3. I want to look at that this morning. It's very important because the Bible says those that teach Jesus didn't come after the flesh, that means he didn't really, he wasn't really a man. That some say, even today, that he, he was really an angel and they make all these things up. But the Bible here in 1 John 4 and 3 says that anybody that denies he actually came in the flesh and became a man is of the Antichrist. Watch this, 1 John 4, 3. 
And every spirit that confesses not that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is not of God. Think about that. Mormonism that says Jesus, Jesus and Lucifer are brothers. Well, that reduces Jesus to an angel because Lucifer is an angel. He's a created being. That would mean under their understanding that Jesus is a created being. And so you need to understand this. The Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God, the Lamb of God, the Son of David, the Bible speaks of, is creator of all things. John chapter 1 reveals that. He's the one that created Lucifer. They're not brothers. He's the creator of all things. And therefore, he, God himself, as God the Son became flesh among us. John chapter 1 reveals that. Praise be to God. John 1 and 1 and John 1 and 14 reveal that very clearly to Bible believers. I said Bible believers, not people who believe all the other writings in the world. They're in big trouble. And so, but the Bible here says, every spirit that confesses not that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is not of God. And this is that spirit of Antichrist, which whereof you have heard that it should come and even now already is in the world. Anybody that teaches that Jesus Christ did not come in the flesh, that he was not the son of David, he was not in that lineage. They're of the spirit of Antichrist, and they are not saved. They are not born again. They have their own way, which is not a way. They have their own good news, which is not good news. It's all death outside of Christ. Christ alone holds life. He is life, declared himself to be life. There is no life outside of Christ. Hallelujah. I'm glad I know that no matter who else has been duped by that old devil himself. I'm glad I know that no matter who's been seduced. I feel sorry for him. I'm grieved and burdened for him. And I try to tell him what God has said, but many of them don't want to hear. But we've got a Bible, praise God, and I'm sticking with the word of God. Listen, I found salvation through the word of God. Hallelujah. Faith came and I was saved by grace through that faith in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. I found out in the word of God I could be baptized with the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in other tongues. Hallelujah. I'm filled today speaking with other tongues and allowing God to fill me with the Spirit and preach the gospel and see folks saved and filled with the Spirit and, 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 and the church and its wandering and backslidden state many turning and coming back to faith in grace. Praise be to God. And the Bible goes on to say in verse 4 that and this Jesus Christ who God had spoke of all through the ages by the prophets. This one who is the gospel of God. Jesus Christ comes as the good news of God. Watch this. And was declared to be the son of God with power. That word declared means appointed, means determined to be. And this, this phrase of declare, this, this is God declaring that he had power. Watch this. And declared to be the Son of God with power, according to the Spirit of holiness, the Holy Spirit is the Spirit of holiness, but that's a little deeper and we'll talk about that today, by the resurrection from the dead. You see, the resurrection from the dead is the declaration of the perfection of the sacrifice. 
The resurrection is not what saved us, but it is what declared to us that Jesus Christ is the Son of God with power, that He did atone for all sins. Had He not atoned for all sins at the cross, He could not have escaped the grave. Somebody said amen, hallelujah. This is good stuff. The, the, the resurrection had a declaration in that Jesus was the Son of God with power and the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of holiness declared this. You see, Jesus being raised from the dead was the first man, not that had ever been raised from the dead, but the first man who had ever been raised from the dead who raised himself from the dead and who would never die again. And somebody said, glory to God, thank you, hallelujah, for the revelation. I'm going to have to say that again. Jesus Christ was the first man to ever raise himself from the dead. <laughs> And he's the first man to ever be raised from the dead that will never die again. And his resurrection declared that he was the Son of God with power. Power to do what? To lay his life down and to raise it up again. I'm excited to have a Savior that had the power. I don't know all these other people and all the Saviors they got. Man, their Saviors have no power. It's all just a bunch of stuff written in books with no power. Nothing happens. They're just continually being destroyed in a place of destruction and corruption, made up things under the influence of Satan. We have the words of life. His name is Jesus. Hallelujah. The word that became flesh and dwelt among us, praise God. John chapter 1 and 14. Oh, glory to God. He dwelt among us. The word of God, Jesus Christ, who is life. We have life. They have death. They boast in nothing but death. They boast in a future they don't have. They boast in light that's really darkness. They boast in works that are works in a denial of God. Hallelujah. What we boast in is that we know our God and that he knows us and that we have an eternity with him. They have nothing outside the word of God. They have nothing. And the resurrection didn't save anybody. I know there are those out there and through the 13 years we've ministered, God's been able to bring us back to true faith and grace, the true gospel of God, the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ, that he by himself in his flesh purged us from our sins by himself. Hebrews chapter 1 verse 3 tells us by himself purged us from our sins. We, we don't have any part to play in our salvation except our faith in what he did to save us on that old rugged cross. Praise God. Hallelujah. I'm excited about that. So let's get this now. And we got to always remember this. The resurrection didn't save you. Paul didn't say we preach the resurrection. He said we preach Christ in him crucified. The resurrection didn't justify you. The blood of Jesus. Romans chapter verse 1 and 9 tells us we, we've been justified by faith. We've been justified by the blood. Hallelujah. The death of Jesus is where we were baptized into him, not the resurrection, my friend. If you're preaching uh, resurrection for salvation, then you've missed the point where you're baptized into Christ. Romans 6, 3 doesn't tell us we're baptized into his resurrection. It tells us we're baptized into his death. There's where we're identified 
crucified with him by our faith. Hallelujah. Yes, we believe he was raised on the third day because we're already, hallelujah, because we've already been baptized into his death by faith in his sacrifice for our sins. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. The resurrection is a declaration that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God with power. He was telling the truth. He did accomplish what he came to do on the cross and the resurrection proved it. Let me say it again. The resurrection of Jesus Christ is the perfection of the declaration. It's the declaration of a sacrifice that's perfect. Did you get that? The resurrection of Jesus Christ is the declaration of the perfection of the sacrifice. I'm going to say it again. I got it written right here. The the resurrection of Jesus Christ is the declaration of the perfection of the sacrifice. Because Jesus says this in John 10, 17 and 18, Therefore does my Father love me because I lay down my life that I might take it again. No man takes it from me, but I lay it down of myself. I have power to lay it down, and I have power to take it again. This commandment have I received of my Father. Did you understand that? Nobody took his life. He escaped death many times when they wanted to stone him, when they wanted to throw him off a cliff. They hated him. They wouldn't accept him as the shepherd of the lost sheep of Israel. They wouldn't accept him as Messiah, the Son of God. They wouldn't accept him as the Son of God, the Redeemer. A few did, and they followed him right out of the law, right into grace. Praise be to God. Thank you, Jesus. But the resurrection was the declaration of the perfection of the sacrifice. You see, the resurrection had a declaration too. Let me say that again. The resurrection we see. Jesus Christ was declared to be the Son of God with power according to the Spirit of Holiness, the Holy Spirit, by the resurrection, by the resurrection from the dead. The resurrection declared Jesus was the Son of God with holiness. Did you get that? According to the Spirit of Holiness which is the spirit of truth. And the scriptures spoke of Jesus coming to die, suffering servant in many scriptures, and would be raised the third day. And Jesus came and testified of that even before it happened. And his resurrection, according to the spirit of holiness, the spirit of truth, declared him to be the Son of God. That means he had to come from heaven with power. Praise God. And the Spirit of holiness is the Holy Spirit, but it's also, and I want you to think about this, I want you to really think about this and get into the Word of God in Romans chapter 6, because Romans chapter 6 reveals that the only avenue for holy fruit to come forth is when we're serving righteousness. And the only way we can serve righteousness is by 
maintaining our faith in the cross of Christ. Think about this. In Romans chapter 6 alone, the Bible teaches to be able to be a servant of God, to serve God, I must serve righteousness. And to serve righteousness, I must have my faith in the cross. It's in Romans chapter 6. You don't have to change it around to make it sound like that. If you'll read it, you'll see it's right there in black and white. When we believe that form of doctrine that saved us from sin and made us servants of righteousness and then tells us if we'll yield ourselves servants to righteousness, this same truth that saved us and freed us from sin, then we'll have the fruit of holiness. Amen. And Jesus performs this all in his death, burial, and resurrection. Listen, according to the spirit of holiness, the Holy Spirit declares Jesus to be the Son of God with power. And it's the same for us. When our faith is placed in the death of Jesus, the sacrifice of the Lamb of God, the Son of God, we're born again. We're given power, John 1 and 12. We've believed on His name, hallelujah. We've trusted in Him, and He has given us power to become the children of God. Glory be to God. And we believe that he was raised the third day to be the mediator of this new covenant. The very proof and declaration that he was the Son of God with power. Power to lay his life down, to take for all humanity, Hebrews 2 and 9, and then to raise himself from the dead to prove it. A declaration. His resurrection was a declaration of this very thing. I told you so. I told you that I had been given power to lay my life down and to raise it up again. And the resurrection was the declaration of him being that son of God that declared that and that performed that and raised himself from the dead. And the resurrection is the declaration of that perfection of that perfected sacrifice. I hope you're getting that. But just as the resurrection had a declaration to it, the sacrifice of Jesus had a declaration to it. Turn on over a couple of chapters to chapter 3 of Romans. Don't you just love studying the Word of God? And can I remind you that God declares to us in Psalms 37 in verse 4, I believe it is, that if we'll delight ourselves in the Lord... He'll give us the desires of our heart. Mm, that's exciting. But we need to understand that more than just... That's not going to happen if I quote that. If I just keep quoting that, Lord, I quoted it three times today. I six times... Oh, Lord, today I quoted it even more. It's not in the quoting of the, of the Word. It's in the learning of God's Word in truth so that my delight can literally be in the Lord. Proverbs chapter 7 verses 1 through 3 tell us that God take His commandments, keep His commandments, make the, His law, His word, the apple of our eye and to write them upon the tables of our heart. So God is there telling us what's to be in our heart. Filled his, our heart with His Word. Let the Holy Spirit teach us. Daily bread comes. Let the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of holiness, teach us God's Word as it is in truth relating to Christ and the sacrifice. Watch this. And then when God gets in our hearts what He has told us to put in our hearts, then He can fulfill the desire. He can give us the desire of our hearts because our hearts 
hearts are filled with a desire, a delight for Him and we're following Him and He continually gives us, not just once, every once in a while, He daily gives us the, the desires of our heart, which is really to know more of Him, to experience more of His grace and knowledge. Praise be to God. Hallelujah. We've become too materialistic as a church and don't get me wrong, He wants to bless you. He's a good God. He's given every one of us way more than we need. Way more than we need. All we really need is Jesus, but He gives us way more than we need because He loves us. He wants you to have a place to live, something to drive or to ride to get from point A to point B to get the bread and the milk and the water back to the house. Praise God. He wants you to have a bucket. If that's prosperity in your nation is having a bucket, He wants you to have a bucket. Glory to God. He's a good God that blesses us, but our focus is Him, His kingdom, His righteousness above all things. And he says when you seek those things first that he'll just add everything to your life. That's him giving us the desires of our heart because our delight is in him. Folks that don't know the word of God can't really delight in the Lord the way they the way they could be. The more we learn of him and we are told to grow in our knowledge and the grace of him, his knowledge and grace, we are told to study and to grow And if we are, I guarantee it, your delight is getting greater and greater in the Lord and He is giving you more and more the desires of your heart to know Him. Praise be to God. Thank you, Jesus. I'm just excited about that. Watch this, though. As we saw in Romans chapter 1, verse 4, that the resurrection was a declaration. We're also going to back up to the sacrifice, the day of atonement, Jesus' very death on the cross, and see that it had a declaration. Watch this. In verse, uh, let's just back up and start in verse 21 since it's a Bible study. But now the righteousness of God, Romans chapter 3 verse 21, but now the righteousness of God without the law is manifested, being witnessed by the law and the prophets. That means Jesus came and died. It was fulfillment of the law and the prophets. Verse 22, even the righteousness of God, which is by faith of Jesus Christ, his faith, his grace, hallelujah, gives us his righteousness unto all and upon all them that believe, for there is no difference, for all have sinned. Even Mary, my friends, if you happen to be a Catholic person, Mary was a sinner. In your Bible, if you're a Bible believer, all have sinned and come short of the glory of God, being justified freely by His grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. Grace, we're only redeemed by grace. It's only found in Christ. Get ready, here it comes. Whom God has set forth to be a propitiation through faith in His blood. Ain't no grace without the blood. There ain't no remission of sins without the blood. There's no grace without faith in the blood. Watch this. Whom God has set forth to be a propitiation through faith in His blood to declare His righteousness. Do you see that? The cross of Christ was the declaration of His righteousness. A perfect sacrifice without sin, the spotless Lamb of God. 
Hallelujah. Becoming our sin offering that we might be made the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. 2 Corinthians chapter 5 verse 21. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. He became a sin offering that you and I might be made the righteousness of God in Him. Glory to God. And the cross, we see it, is the declaration of righteousness for the remission of sins that are passed through the forbearance of God to declare, I say, at this time that he might be just and the justifier of him which believe in Jesus. Did you see that? What a profound scripture that we've seen today. A couple of scriptures that the cross of Christ was the declaration of righteousness being offered to a sinful humanity. Glory to God. The resurrection was a declaration of the perfection of that sacrifice that does declare Jesus to be the Son of God with power. That He did lay His life down. He did trust in what he did at Calvary for the forgiveness of all your sins a brand new start hallelujah God will erase everything you need not ever turn around and look at anything and from that day forward if you will trust Christ and allow him to lead you in the word of God by faith through the through your faith in the sacrifice of the Lamb, every day from that point on, all you'll be able to turn around and see is that mercy and goodness is following you all the days of your life. Hallelujah. All you will see behind you is a blood-stained trail of the Lamb's leading of you in victory. Thanks be to God who always leads us in victory in Christ Jesus. Praise to his name. I'm excited about that. I'm so... Man, I tell you what, if you can't get excited over the, the declaration of the cross by God, the declaration over the resurrection by God to you and all those that have ears to hear and who will just just let their works go. I don't... I'm not saved by anything but the blood of Jesus. I'm not sanctified by anything but the blood of Jesus. I, listen, I'm not kept by the power of God today through anything except my faith in the blood of Jesus. Hallelujah. Comes all the knowledge that we need is through Christ and what he did at Calvary. Now let me say it again today to make sure we're on the same page. The resurrection can't save you. But oh, it can give you a hope that what Jesus did at Calvary is... Oh, it is what all humanity needs. Listen, Jesus couldn't have been resurrected from the dead without the cross. Without his death, he couldn't have been resurrected from the dead. As a man, he had to pay the price for sin so we could be set free. Hallelujah. Jesus went to paradise. The book of Ephesians chapter 4 teaches he went to paradise and he rescued all those that were captive and being held there. And no, they weren't asleep, my friend. They were there to be seen by those on the other side in torment. Uh, and Jesus told that story. Hallelujah. In the book of Luke. And I pray you'd go check that out. They weren't asleep. And listen, the resurrection was so powerful. And, and many of the many of God people today, you never hear this talked about because they really don't know what to do with it. I believe it's because doubt, unbelief and doubt and fear is so powerful and so uh, uh, dominant in the church today. Matthew 27 says that the saints of old got up out of the graves and walked into Jerusalem. Let me tell you something. 
There's already been one resurrection of Jesus, a resurrection of the saints of old. There's about to be another one. Jesus is about to come for us and we're going to be resurrected out of here, right out of these bodies. It's called the rapture, my friend. It's the resurrection. Hallelujah. Glory to God. But the resurrection of Jesus was so powerful, man, earthquake. The the stone was rolled away from the grave. Jesus came out, hallelujah, and saints of old that were in paradise, Abraham's bosom all those years, walked right into Jerusalem. That's all the details we're given of that. But you need to know that the resurrection was a powerful move of God and it's resurrection weekend coming up and here we are in the study of Romans talking about Jesus the Son of God, was declared to be the Son of God with power according to the Spirit of holiness, the Holy Spirit. And let me say something about that as I only have about a minute and a half left in this teaching session. And we didn't get into it too much, but I did mention Romans chapter 6 is the only avenue by which the fruit of holiness can be bare in our lives. We see the teaching there. No other way can we bear holy fruit except it be through the same avenue that Jesus went for us. Our faith remains in the sacrifice, not the promise keepers, not the government of twelve, not the uh, uh, words I speak. My faith cannot move to anything I do, anything I say, anything they do or say. My faith only has one object for it to be placed. That's the death of Jesus, the sacrifice for there. God honored my faith, proved my faith was real when he saved me, when I put my faith in the death of Jesus. He saved me and baptized me, Romans 6, 3, into that death, showing me that my faith in that object would work. See, that's the love manifest to us. 1 John 4, 9 and 10, Galatians 5, 6 says, faith works by love. That's why when I placed my faith in what God did to save me, to prove he loved me, the sacrifice of Christ, he accepted that faith, took that faith, honored that faith, and was moved by that faith to save me and to baptize me into the body of Christ by baptizing me into the death of Jesus. And as we read Romans, study Romans 6, we'll see that is the only avenue for holy fruit, which is the fruit of Jesus, to be declared even through my life according to the spirit of holiness, the Holy Spirit, that I can only live resurrection power, have resurrection power and walk in resurrection power and live this life as a resurrected saint and child of God through my faith in the sacrifice what it was that allowed the resurrection to declare Jesus the Son of God with power was what He did at the cross. Praise God. I pray that the Holy Spirit's been able to tug at your heart or impart the truth to your heart in this teaching. And I pray you tune in next week and every week to hear God's Word as it is in truth. God bless you. I do love you. And I pray that more of you learn His Word in truth. You need it. In Jesus' name, I'll see you next week.